Good morning, everyone. It's great to see all of you. It's good to be back after being away for most of the month of May, and so great to be celebrating with all of our graduates uh, from every level of education this morning. Congratulations to you all. And as we celebrate uh, the milestone of graduation together today, there's an important connection, actually, to the teaching series that we finished last week, Water of Life. And that's because water is central to one of the significant spiritual milestones of our faith, which is baptism. So I've lived in this area for virtually all my life, uh, minus fourth through sixth grade when I lived in Arizona and my college years up in Davis. And I grew up going to a church not far from here at all uh, at the First Baptist Church of Los Altos, uh, which is now called Bridges Community Church. Not only did I attend that church uh, while I was in my mother's womb, but I also served on staff there for seven and a half years before Dean Smith and I were sent out to plant the highway community at Palo Alto High School 22 years ago now. You know, we are, we are living in a really interesting time for the church right now. The church in America is, is in a real time of reckoning, in part due to the disruption of the COVID pandemic, which turned everything upside down, but also because the past 30 to 40 years of evangelical church history are beginning to be looked at historically, uh, which is good and hard and healthy and, and really everything in between. And as I've been reflecting on the roots of my own church upbringing, it's been interesting. You know, there are definitely things, looking back, that were not the best, but there were also things that, that were and have been and continue to be foundational for my journey of faith. And one of the things that was emphasized constantly in my church upbringing was the value and importance of baptism. You know, John the Baptist uh, was sent, according to God's divine plan, as the forerunner of Jesus. And everything about him, from his Elijah-like wardrobe that was fashioned out of camel's hair, to the place where he did his ministry, which was the Judean desert, to his austere diet of locusts and wild honey, made it evident that he was acting like a prophet. And his ministry, uh, the baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, was a preparation for the coming of one who was greater. John's ministry was in preparation for the Jewish people to witness the kingdom of heaven come to earth. It was in preparation for the coming of the Messiah. Now, the Pharisees emphasized the importance of ongoing rituals of purification as a way of maintaining holiness. Contact with unclean things made a person impure. And because purity was the way to holiness, the Pharisees baptized themselves often, ritually cleansing themselves with water. John's baptism, though, was fundamentally different. One thing that made it different was that it was a one-time washing, as opposed to something that needed to be repeated for purification. And then another thing that made John's baptism different was that it was an act of repentance that followed a confession of sin. 
John's baptism was an act of repentance that followed a confession of sin, as opposed to being a ritual cleansing that oftentimes had nothing to do with sin. And so for John, you know, this repentance was important in order to prepare Israel for the day of God's coming. And one of the first things that Jesus does as he begins his public ministry is to travel from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. Now, for Jesus, baptism was not about repenting from sin. At Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, tells us that Jesus was tempted in every way, yet he did not sin. And so for Jesus, baptism was important for different reasons. It was important for satisfying expectations about how the Messiah was to be revealed by Elijah. It was important for identifying with the righteous remnant of Israel. Being baptized with sinners was an important act of humility. It was important for identifying with the servant of the Lord that that Isaiah's prophecy described. And it was also a moment of anointing. Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 says that as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. And so, as Jesus came out of the water... The Spirit of God descended upon him, and in, in one of the few places in the Gospels where the voice of God himself is heard, God reveals Jesus' identity as his Son. And all of that very dramatically affirmed what John the Baptist had preached, which was that after him would come one who is more powerful, who would baptize not with water, but with the Holy Spirit. And so through Jesus' baptism, we see God really punctuating John's preparatory work. Jesus' baptism is an anointing and an annunciation. God's Son is here. The kingdom of heaven had arrived. And so baptism was integral to Jesus' ministry. It was an important milestone. And as we seek to follow after Jesus' example, baptism is an important milestone for us as well and is something that is richly symbolic on a number of levels. First of all, the waters of baptism are a symbol of the way that we have been cleansed from sin through faith in Jesus. They're symbolic of the forgiveness that we have received once and for all through the blood that Jesus shed on the cross. So the waters of baptism are a symbol of the way that we have been cleansed from sin through faith in Jesus. Beyond being a symbol of being cleansed from sin, the waters of baptism are also a symbol of the new life that we have through Jesus. Baptism is a symbol of the new life that we have through Jesus. You know, the act of being lowered into the water 
and then raised from it is a way for us to identify symbolically with Jesus' death and resurrection. Romans chapter 6, verse 4 says, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. And so baptism is a symbol of the new life we have as a result of Jesus' resurrection. Baptism is also an annunciation. It's a way that we publicly proclaim our identity as a follower of Jesus, and it's also a way that we publicly proclaim our identity as a part of the community of God's people. And so baptism is not only important for us as individuals, it's also important for the church community as we celebrate and are built up by God's redeeming work among us and are reminded in the most powerful of ways of the journey that we are all on together. Now, in addition to all of that, something else that's significant about the milestone of baptism is that it's a reference point for us. Baptism is a reference point. Now, when Joshua was preparing to lead the Israelites into the promised land, God instructed him to place 12 stones from the Jordan River, one for each of the 12 tribes of Israel at the place where they were staying the night before. And God commanded Joshua to place those stones there as a memorial so that for generations to come, the Israelites would see them and remember God's faithful deliverance. And in much the same way, baptism is a, a figurative stone of remembrance for us. Right? It's a, a spiritual marker of a milestone in our own spiritual journey. And those marker stones are important because they anchor us. Those marker stones are important because they anchor us. And that anchoring feels especially important right now. You know, there has just been so much chaos over the past two and a half years. And now, you know, we're in this wave of gun violence with another shooting this week in a medical building in Oklahoma, followed by another in a church parking lot in Iowa and another at a cemetery in Wisconsin. But Lord, have mercy. And it's very much in the midst of all of that chaos that marker stones like baptism are so important because they remind us of our faith. They remind us of God's love. They remind us of his activity and his redemption and his power. Now, I was baptized in the summer of 1976, and I will never forget it. I was six years old. And it's funny, you know, while the name First Baptist Church literally refers to being the first Baptist church that was established in the town of Los Altos, there was also no mistaking, uh, as someone who went to that church, that baptism was first as well. And every Sunday, without fail, there was an invitation to be baptized. 
And one week in 1976, I wanted to respond. And looking back, uh, you know, something that I've really come to appreciate is the way that my dad supported and encouraged that response. It would have been really easy to dismiss the impulse that I had at that time because I was so young. But he didn't do that. And I remember very vividly the night that I was baptized. It was, it was during an evening service. And much like you see here in our auditorium, there was a baptistry high up in the auditorium. And, and while there are a lot of different details that I remember about the experience, what's most prominent for me was the feeling that I had after being baptized when I was with my dad in the dressing room getting changed. You know, there was just this sense of exhilaration that's hard to describe. My body was literally trembling uh, in, in, in the best kind of way. And there was just this sense of, of joy and peace that I've always equated with a very tangible experience of the, the presence of God's Spirit with me. One of the most palpable experiences of that that I've ever had. And so for me, baptism ever since that time has been a marker stone of God's presence. And it's one of the things that has helped me and continues to help to orient me and anchor me whenever things happen that cause me to wonder about that. You know, there's an interesting interaction that takes place between Jesus and John the Baptist in Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3 verse 14 says that Jesus came to be baptized, but John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? And so Jesus comes to John the Baptist, and John tries to deter him. And he tries to deter Jesus because the whole scenario felt backwards to him. Right here was Jesus, who John knew to be the Lamb of God, coming to him to be baptized. And John doesn't feel worthy. I need to be baptized by you, he says, and do you come to me? And so, despite the fact that John was was the divinely foretold forerunner who had come to prepare the way for Jesus, and despite the fact that his ministry was immensely popular, with people coming from all over to confess their sins and be baptized, John nevertheless felt unworthy to baptize Jesus. And so he tried to deter him. And listen to Jesus' response in Matthew chapter 3, verse 15. Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. Let it be so now, Jesus says. Right? For Jesus, John was more than worthy. He didn't need to be more devout or to preach in front of larger audiences, or baptize more people, or anything else. John was ready now. And now, not later, now was the time for Jesus' baptism. 
And so we see there that baptism wasn't just first for Jesus. It wasn't just the first thing that he did as he began his public ministry. There was also a sense of urgency to it. There was a sense of urgency to it. And I think that's a good word for us today. Because baptism can very much be one of those things that, you know, we know as followers of Jesus is important, but for a variety of reasons can be easy for us to put off for later. But Jesus shows us that there is never a better time to follow him in obedience. There's never a better time to identify with him in his life and death and resurrection. There's never a better time to publicly announce our faith. There's never a better time to lay a spiritual marker stone than now. Let it be so now. And so this morning, I want to extend an invitation. And if you would like to follow in the way of Jesus, and lay an important stone of remembrance by entering the waters of baptism, we would love to walk with you. And there are a couple of different ways that you can respond to that invitation. First, because baptism can be so easy to put off, uh, in the spirit of Jesus' own urgency, on your chair this morning is an index card and a pen. And if you're interested in being baptized, are interested just in talking more about what that might mean for you. Just write your name and your email or phone number on that card. And there are some envelopes out at the welcome table. You can put it in one of those envelopes and leave it there, and we'll contact you to start that conversation. But we would love to walk with you wherever it is that you find yourself in the journey of exploring baptism today. Additionally, there's a form on our website as well at highway.org slash baptism. And if you go there, you can, fill, you can fill out that form. And again, we will contact you to start that conversation. As Jesus reminds us, there's never a better time than now. So may it be so now. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you this morning for the spiritual milestones in our lives that remind us of our identity in you, that remind us of our belovedness, that remind us of the beauty of our faith, that remind us of your grace and your goodness and your provision. And we thank you, Father, for the milestone that is baptism. And God, for your calling for us to follow in the example of Jesus, that we might be baptized and in doing so be reminded in a deeply rich way of your cleansing of us, of the forgiveness of sin that you have given us through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. To be reminded of the new life that we have in you as a result of Jesus' resurrection. 
to be reminded of the community that we find ourselves in as we announce our faith. And Father, just for the marker stone that baptism is that anchors us to you. Would you give us courage, God, to be obedient to the example of Jesus? Would you give us courage to act with urgency? And as we identify with you, would you, Father, use us and our lives to be signs of the presence of your kingdom in this place? We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.